0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. There came to Jesus some Sadducees, those who say there is no resurrection. Jesus said to them, Those who belong to this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy of a place in that age and in the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Indeed, they cannot die anymore, because they are like angels and are children of God, being children of the resurrection. And the fact that the dead are raised, Moses himself showed in the story about the bush, where he speaks of the Lord as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is a God, not of the dead, but of the living, for to him all of them are alive. The Gospel of the Lord. to you,
1: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Um, I'm not Mary, so let me start off by... Maybe Mary with an E, but uh, Mary will be preaching in December, so we look forward to that. We're all familiar with it. We've experienced it uh, coming out of our own mouths, as well as hearing it from the mouths of others. It's that question that comes from the person who doesn't really care about the question or the answer. We may hear it in ourselves when we ask a child, Now, what do you think should happen now that this glass has been broken or this milk has been spilled or fill in the blank? We already know what we think and we're just expecting the child to read our minds and parrot back the correct answer. Or we've been in a meeting or at a gathering or at a convention or some other kind of uh, place where adults are gathered asking questions and we know the person who uh, really is intending to show off. Knowledge, or to make a point that smart-alecky adult who really just wants to boast about themselves rather than really uh, ask a question that really shows that they want to learn something, that shows any kind of real curiosity or hunger for new understanding. We've all been there. The Sadducees this morning fall into this category of questioners who don't have a real question and who don't care about a real answer. And Jesus doesn't have much patience with them. Though he does meet them right where they are. Let me just uh, give you the, uh, the full uh, ridiculousness of their question. The Sadducees asked Jesus, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, Leaving a wife with no children, the man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brothers. For his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first married and died childless. Then the second and third married her, and so in the same way all seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. In the res- resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had married her. I mean, you can imagine Jesus kind of holding his tongue there. (laughs) Anyway, on the surface, the question concerns marriage practices and the belief in the idea of the resurrection. Now, first, a word of background on a couple of things. First, the Sadducees. The Sadducees were a religious and political party at the time of Jesus who were closely allied with the priestly families that controlled the temple in Jerusalem. In other words, powerful, invested in the status quo. They were one of the groups that found Jesus and his teaching quite threatening. They collaborated with the Romans and uh, were therefore interested in keeping under wraps anyone who might upset that delicate balance. The ritual in the temple was critical to their relationship with God, the way they understood it. And uh, their understanding of the Bible was also very, very circumscribed. They accepted only the first five books of the Hebrew Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Those five books only. They had no use for the prophets uh, at all. They also uh, did not believe in angels or... Importantly, for our purposes here, they did not believe in the resurrection because, in their view, their understanding of those first five books of the Bible didn't allow that interpretation, didn't allow that possibility. So those are the Sadducees, conservative uh, on the Bible and on social teachings. So the institution that, in theory, they're asking Jesus about is one called Leverite marriage. And that comes from the Latin word for brother-in-law. The idea was, uh, if a married man died without a son, one of his brothers was required to marry the widow. It's interesting how much marriage practices have changed, isn't it? <laughs> we tend to uh, get fixed on, uh, on that, I think, lately. Anyway... Marriage has been rather fluid, shall we say. The purpose of this Leverite marriage uh, was to produce a son to continue the line of the deceased. A kind of eternal life, you might say. It also prevented the scandal in this society of having a childless widow without a connection to a man's family. That would have been unacceptable uh, in first century Israel-Palestine. Look, at positively, uh, this practice of live right marriage would have protected uh, a widow in a male-dominated society and given her rights at least through her husband, if not on her own. So Sadducees, live right marriage. And finally, resurrection. On the surface, they're asking Jesus about resurrection. By Jesus' time, there were Jewish groups that believed in the resurrection from the dead. And by resurrection from the dead, what was meant was that at some future point, at a point uh, to be determined by God, the end of the world as currently understood, God would raise the dead, bodies and all, to be judged. Now, there was considerable speculation about what a resurrection body was to be like. Paul in the New Testament speculates about the state of this body. It's not like a normal body, but it is not a ghostly body. Um, the witness of the Gospels in uh, Matthew, Luke, and John are clear that when Jesus appeared to his disciples, to selected disciples after his resurrection, that there was some kind of a body there. The wounds on his body were clear. Um, for goodness sake, he ate with them. He had fish by the side of the sea with them. He was eating. What, what could be more fleshy than eating? But by the same token, he was able to walk through walls and come into rooms with people where there was no, where the doors were closed. So it was not merely a resuscitated body. It was a different kind of a body, but a, a real body, nonetheless. So that's the idea that that the Sadducees. Uh, disagree with um, don't believe in and so we have them here powerful uh, supporters of the status quo trying to trip up Jesus by asking a question that they don't really care about the answer to they already think the resurrection is bunk and yet they're putting this question to Jesus they say that they can't find a warrant for this belief in in their understanding of the Bible well, Jesus says, "Fine, I'll meet you where you are." He doesn't say, "Look, I know you don't believe in this. Why are you asking me this?" He takes them on at face value, and as a result, I think because their question is kind of insincere, uh, his answer I find kind of confusing. In a rather academic answer, he finds proof, if you will, or, or warrant for resurrection from the dead in the book of Exodus. In the story of the burning bush in Moses, a story that the Sadducees would have honored and and seen as authoritative in their tradition. Moses hears God say, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. If I'm their God, they must be alive because I'm not the God of a dead person, of dead people. They are alive. This is the way Jesus was interpreting that, that passage. And Jesus also puts, parenthetically, the the, uh, institution of marriage into a much larger context. In the age to come, friends, marriage is not going to be as important as it is now. Social relationships will be transformed. But this answer, if you're like me, leaves me a little bit cold. We can see that the Sadducees are being ridiculous, and we can see that Jesus is able to beat them at their own game. The next line, actually, in the passage uh, has uh, Luke saying, and people were so stunned by his answer that they didn't ask him any more questions. He just shut them up, beating them at their own game. But that's not very satisfying to me, and I suspect to you. Somewhere I read that Karl Barth The great 20th century Swiss theologian said this about the Bible. The Bible gives to every person and to every era such answers to their questions as they deserve. We shall always find in it as much as we seek and no more. This could be said for just about any endeavor, I suppose. We get out of something what we put into it. Though I hope that with God, God might be able to kind of boost our puny efforts, efforts at least a little bit. It's not, not all up to us, I hope. So the Sadducees got what they were looking for. A right answer to a wrong-headed question. But Jesus responds differently. To people who come to him in sincerity, with real questions, deep hopes, big dreams, large fears, anxieties, and griefs. Porter Taylor, who is the Bishop of Western North Carolina, makes this observation about Jesus in the Gospels. He says, Jesus always has time For questions that are real. Because the questions deep in our hearts are what lead us to be in relation to him. In the Gospels, Jesus always has time for questions like this. Can you heal my child? Yes. I have a demon that torments me and I can find no rest. Can you help me? Yes. No one will come near me because they say I am unclean. Do you love someone like me? Yes. What are the real questions? What are the deep questions? What are the heart questions that we bring to Jesus? As 21st century people, are our questions for Jesus that much different? Am I lovable just as I am? Yes. Can you heal me? Yes. Can you heal my relationships? Yes. Can you show me how to lead a life with purpose and meaning and joy? Yes. Can you show me how to make a difference in the world around me? yes these questions bring Jesus into our lives in a real way not some merely academic or merely head way but in a heart way a soul way a gut way if we bring our honest questions to Jesus he will meet us where we are And take us deeper with His yes. Amen.